we're podcasting in a treehouse. Is that a secure profession? <laughs> Everybody. We are up in the treehouse once again, and we are excited about today's conversation. This is Uncommon Cast episode officially three. Uh, I think we kind of had a point five. Officially, in there. yeah. I think official episode three. Yeah. Um, last week, you might have tuned in for our conversation, our weird conversation, which was just a fun mini cast. And so to get you excited about getting yeah. weird with us, which That's we'll talk right. about later today, too. Yeah. And so today we're back in the treehouse. It's a frigid 50 degrees here Woo-hoo. in San Diego. And no better way to stay warm in polar vortex San Diego than busting out the mimosas. That's right. So if you're new to the Uncommon cast, we have um, a tradition of an alcoholic beverage with every uh, podcast recording. So this morning is brought to you by Mimosas because it's, it's you know, it's 10 a.m. And Mimosas are the socially acceptable way to drink in the morning and Bloody Marys are gross. So that's how we landed here. So this morning we have a guest with us that we're super excited to introduce you to. And she's not really even a guest to us. Pam is core to our Uncommon team. And um, as we've been going through all this journey, she's been going on in her own professional journey about stepping out into a hope and a dream and something she's always wanted to do but perhaps kept on the shelf. And the thing I love about that is it very closely mirrors our experience with launching into Uncommon Good. So all of us here this morning in the treehouse... Um, know a little something about what it means to uh, ter- terrifully, that's not, ter- that's not a word, Full, <laughs> being full of terror. <laughs> fearfully. Fearfully. Fearful. But it's like more intense than that. Um, stepping into something that doesn't exist yet mm. and leaving the security of something that was yes. um, and something that was known. And so we're going to talk about that today. Um, so if you are finding yourself on such a precipice, then maybe you will um, glean some fun things today or just be encouraged by uh, crazies who are willing to do crazy things. I feel like we need to add a bell for for wonderful vocabulary at some <laughs> point. You know, like precipice was good. Pam pointed that out. An earlier podcast episode, there was some word that we just all had to pause on. Yeah. Dude, yes. I like we need that. Don's mm-hmm. vocabulary a bell. Ding. ding, ding, for 10 points. Yeah. There's a great Bad quote day. from our past. There was, a, there was a funny moment where we were sitting in a meeting, and Don said a word I didn't know. And I just, I was like, sometimes, Don, I only know what you're saying in context of what we're talking about. What is that word? I don't even remember what the word is, but Don has big words. I like precise language. That's what it boils down to. Why say something less precise when you can use a fancy word that really gets yeah. at the heart of what you're trying to say? Like carefully, since that was so clear. And if you don't have, if you don't have a word, you make one up. Like we're not above that here at Uncommon Good. We don't we don't play by the rules, people. All right. Hey, so so Pam, tell us a little bit about what you do because. Oftentimes, I mean, we've been we've been churchy ministry world, and you are not in churchy ministry world. So tell us about your background, what you have been doing, and then we'll press we'll we'll go into what your dreams are to do in the future. Okay, so hi guys, um, I am um, an interior designer by trade. 
Um, I have known all of you all um, for many years. I like to say that I um, that Ryan and Don helped raise my children, so that's a great asset. Um, but I've been um, doing interior design for about 13 years, and I work for um, the biggest uh, design and remodeling firm in San Diego. And um, I enjoy very much what I do. It's very construction-based also. Um, so really hands-on in that, in um, kind of being out in the builder world. And I, I have felt for the last few years that I am on a treadmill and somebody else is pushing the buttons. And so I'm running and then I'm relaxing and then I'm, you know, going uphill and then I'm going downhill. And um, I have always struggled a little bit with my industry and the money uh, part of it and what people invest mm. um, their selves in and how much is wasted and how much of it is, is about money. Um, and I've since I went to school for interior design, I have wanted to find a way to do what I do that is in the service of other people um, so that it's helping people because there's a lot of need out there yeah. for that. Um, prior to interior design, I have a hospitality background. Um, started that in high school, just kind of landed at the Rancho Bernardo Inn and stayed. Um, met my husband there, married a great chef, and then we soon realized after baby number three that that is not a good industry for family. <laughs> um, and that's when I stayed home and uh, went back to school. So now I'm um, on my way out of the corporate and interior design and construction world um, and about to go out on my own and be an independent designer and um, have really loved kind of jumping into the Uncommon Good team and mm -hmm. um, doing whatever I can, you know, to pull all of my knowledge of hospitality or events or architecture or zoning and codes and all that kind of fun mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. onto the team. So. Mm -hmm. so here's something that I, I love because um, I, I want to get to the point where we, we kind of press into um, – how integral your faith was in kind of coming to the realization that you needed to make a change. Mm. But what I love and what I would love for people to hear is um, this truth that you have, you had a heart to serve. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we think that serving has to be contrary to what we're good at. In fact, serving has to be something, if we're truly serving it, probably we don't like it very much. And, um, we're not doing what we're good at. We're just like um, stapling papers or we're going somewhere that terrifies us to do something that feels really scary and foreign. Um, but can you speak a little bit about um, how you've been able to use your gifts um, and what it has felt like to serve in a way that has like actually used the best parts of you? Yes. So um, I think well, for me, you know, I'm in my faith background, in my church background. Um, I have longed for a very long time to to be more involved in in whether it's church or you know a faith community, and I've always that's always fallen short for me. Um, so it, it's something I've prayed about, and you know, kind of really had a hard time navigating how do I live in the secular world and do what I do and raise kids and, you know, have a job that consumes me and then find find this time. And so 
you know, when the light bulb goes off and you're like, what if those two things were the same thing? <laughs> um, that's yes. just where I'm like, oh my gosh, it's amazing right now. Um, so how, how did you come to like, so you spent your life thinking that they were separate things yeah. up until very recently. Yeah. So what is it, how did you come to the realization like, oh, these can be actually the same thing? Like gifts and skills and desires right. all on the same path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really just completely accidental happened into a meeting where we were, um, the Glover Project was starting and I just is, happened to be there. What was there. the Glover Project? So the just Glover right. Project um, was a project where a team of people came together and um, through, I think, FFCC started it and we um, helped rebuild a family's home um, that was very dilapidated and they really needed needed help. And so um, it could have been simple, like come in and just fix the things that <laughs> needed fixed. But then you came on board. But I came on board. <laughs> and I was like, wait, hold on. And I just um, was able to rally. I mean, and I, like, really stressed some people out with my rallying because I was like, if you don't call me back in 10 minutes, I'm calling the, your manager and getting this, you know, thing done. So um, I was able to just, you know, pull people together and pull vendors and ask them, you know, for help. Because um, one of the things at my company that I was involved with was a um, giving back um, team. Mm-hmm. And so we were we were doing community service projects like once every couple months. And so I just said, I want this to be, you know, I, I want to utilize you know, the team for that, um, for, you know, the upcoming one. And so, um, you know, and, and people, people like to help. I mean, so that, you know, sometimes I think, um, when you call on them and you, you know, it's not just again about money, you know, they, that's, they're doing something special as well. So you're giving them that gift. So, um, I just really dove into that and it, it ended, you know, magically and beautifully. And, you know, there were lots of tears and, you know, just joy all around. And, um, that was incredibly fulfilling for me. And I, I knew before that, that that is what I wanted to do, but it's, how do you do that on a regular basis? So Mm -hmm. that for me was, um, when I knew I had to, I had to get out of the corporate Mm. job and then, um, I had previously kind of had a dream about, um, well, I've, I've had my own business license for many years and it's called serendipity design. And what did I want to turn that into? And I had, um, I had thought about, you know, building a retreat center where you know, I would have a design studio, but also have a place where people could come and do church retreats or do, you know, um, art retreats or something like that and do events and do weddings. And so the first conversation I had with Ryan, where he started telling me a little bit about this vision, I was like, holy cow, like all the neurons yes. are firing in my brain. And I'm like, this is, this is meant to be connected. So I think it for me, that was the first time in my life where I'm like, oh, gosh, I really need to not try to be in control of this because um, that's hard. <laughs> that's very hard. <laughs> so I just kind of let go and let God and waited for it to start unfolding. And um, and Ryan, as he is, you know, always does, says, I've got a book for you to read. So I <laughs> bought The Last Arrow and... Um, and had a Which lot is of always faith. the book he's currently <laughs> reading, usually. Yes, I know. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, and so, 
I think our, you know, my first meeting with Uncommon Good, you called me kind of, you know, on the on the fly and said, hey, we're getting an architectural in, you know, team together. Can you be there on Wednesday morning? Whatever. It just happened that I had space on my schedule. So I did that. And then Dawn had sent me a text asking if my daughter could be on the event team. And I was like, hey, what about me? And I think you were like, you need to say no to things. Yeah. And I was like, I can't. This is literally what I can do in my sleep. So event planning is um in hospitality background is like that's ingrained in me um so i've you know whatever i can do in that vein mm-hmm. um i i've wanted to do and now when i look at you know i kind of stand back and look at it i i do feel like it's you know like a pointillism painting that's coming together and like seeing all these little dots that mm-hmm. are supposed to happen and um, I've had to break the news to a couple clients that I'm leaving uh, my job recently, and um, and they're so supportive. And I've the thing that I keep saying is this is a culmination of everything that I've that's in my heart and that mm. I've always been mm. known that I can do mm-hmm. and that I'm good at and that I want to do. So the dream is to you know to work in uncommon good and have um, you know the experience of, of all of the hospitality background, all of the architectural, all of the design, yeah. all of that stuff that we're going to need in the future while, you know, working as an independent designer and, and doing, um, having that freedom. So along those lines, uh, I, I want to just say you've been with us from the very first event, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can you, uh, and maybe not a lot of people in our audience know that, mm-hmm. or our followers might not know that, but can you just tell us a little bit about what you've been doing with us? Um, I think, well, the first event was... Um, the Old Poway Park. It was Old Poway Park. Yeah. It was at Templars Hall. And, um, you know, one of the things I think I tend to do is sit back and say, what do you, what do you need? Um in this case, again, kind of stepping out, I'm like, no, you, you need this. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for that, by yes. the way. <laughs> so um, whether it's, you know, the, this many the, the restaurant depot card that we can get into. <laughs> Gallons. Uh, Gallons. <laughs> yeah, how many pounds of chili? Um, and, you know, by the way, they're not always my resources. Sometimes I obviously have to tap into Brian. Um, so... Yeah, I've been doing, um, I think, a lot of the event planning, finding space, you know, negotiating those contracts, um, helping, you know, to understand how, you know, how and why and where we can be um, for our events. And then meanwhile, um, researching zoning and codes and, um, you know, land, you know, use and all those kind of exciting things that nobody else wants to look at <laughs> or what, know how to skill. What's amazing is that your journey over the years has mm-hmm. provided you with skills and knowledge mm-hmm. that when, when we all join together, we're like, wow, we are so thankful for your skills and knowledge and experience. And they're kind of random mm-hmm. skills and knowledge and experience. <laughs> totally. and True. It, it's weird that it's, um, like the exact skills and knowledge and yes. experience that we required, which I think reminds me of this truth that I, I stumble across every now and again, which is that God wastes nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we'll look at parts of our past and be like, what was that about? Yeah. Or like, I really liked this thing or I had interest in this area, but it seems like it's just like gone away. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm on to other things now. And there are these incredible moments down the road where you can look back and be like, wow, all, all of those things now 
are make sense for what I have to do yeah. right now. Totally. Yeah. At this moment where I'm being called to step out. Yeah. I think so many of us um, can be dissatisfied in our current careers mm-hmm. or our daily activities and what we're doing. And some of that dissatisfaction of our lives can be because we have skills and gifts and passions that are on a shelf and they're yeah. collecting dust. Mm-hmm. And we're like, why did we have that experience? Why did we gain that knowledge? Why, why did do that I have, spark me so much? Why did that spark me so much? Yeah. Yeah. And so it comes to a point, and, and this is honestly what we hope for this year for for all of our community is that maybe it's time to take some of those things off the shelf and step into your gifts and skills and passions and um, take the risk to live into that. Mm -hmm. It lines up with this event coming up. We'll talk about the end, about getting weird. But Pam, I know that you stepping out independently now and going, mm-hmm. God, this is, these are my skills, my gifts, my passions. This is what I want to do with serendipity design. This is what I want to do with uncommon good for the community to bless others. Um, it comes with a lot of risk. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember, um, two years ago, one of my, one of my last messages at, at my last ministry context was about how there is no need for faith when there is no risk. And I know that we've all lived into that. So can you talk a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the incredible tie between faith and, and risk mm-hmm. and living into a dream. Yeah. So I think that, um, it, it's very easy to stay scared and look mm-hmm. at, uh, I, I can't tell you how many times I pull out the spreadsheet of numbers that I <laughs> stare at on a daily, or I'm at a stoplight and I pull out a calculator. Um, because you know, money, money's scary where you, you know, you want to make sure that you are not risking things for your family or, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, or just your, you know, general comforts of life. Um, and I think we're apt to make excuses for that. And, and why does, why do we stay in a spot that is comfortable even when it's really not comfortable? Um, so there's, you know, there's things that, um, you know, at my work that are, you know, not always comfortable, um, but it's what I know and I, I'm good at it and I, I get, get through it. And so that'd be very easy to stay there and, um, and have no, um, outlet that, you know, is, is part of the faith connection. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, that's the, you know, huge part obviously is just knowing that you are going to take this risk and that, um, you know, that God's holding you. I mean that in really believing that, um, because I, I really struggle with change. I mean, I had way too much change in my childhood. And so I'm a, like, hold on. And I'm a terrible leaver. I literally gave notice almost six months ago. So I'm still <laughs> hanging on. Um, <laughs> so it's, you know, and then I'm like, well, you can call me, you know, if you need anything. Oh, so I'm, I'm just not Do good at same. that part. Well, it's a little bit of holding on to security, <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah you know? for sure. So, but I think... I it, over the last year of being a part of Uncommon Good, I you guys have inspired that. I mean, it's it's a huge risk that everybody's taken, um, and it's so rewarding. And when you are when you have that joy of being fulfilled, you're willing to um, let go of maybe some of those comforts that you thought you needed, and also um, know that 
you know, the sun is going to come up tomorrow, that you're still going to be okay. And that is, mm-hmm. what, you know, having faith that this, that you're meant to be in this spot. And that um, if you can let go of the reins of, you know, trying to stay in control, it's going to be okay. And mm. that's really, I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in it now because I, I feel like, man, I have never felt so meant to be mm. in this spot. Um, and yeah. I, we're, we're to the point where we have to start wrapping up. But one thing that I just want to bring to the table before we do is the importance of community in risk taking, mm-hmm. because, um, one thing I've learned over the last two years of stepping out in this risk journey is that it's very lonely. It's really lonely, um, to be doing something new and different, um, and to leave what was, and you're like venturing away. Um, and if there weren't, you know, people around me, if Ryan and Cody weren't on that journey Mm -hmm. with me, if you hadn't jumped on that journey and been inspired to do something similar, um, the fear would almost overtake you. Oh yeah. You know, you'd get out to the middle of the ocean and be like, this was crazy. I'm going (laughs) to swim back. I'm leaving the boat. I'm swimming back. Absolutely. You know, but when in those moments, when you are afraid, you can look to your left and right and be like, I'm terrified, but at least we're in this together. Right. Um, It kind of gives you that courage. Yeah. That, like you can borrow the courage of the people around you. Um, so how, how, how has that played out yes. for you? How has community um, helped you take risks? Oh, well, a hundred percent. I mean, looking to my left and right with you guys. Um, but also going back to, you know, what I was saying about always wanting to have that space where I, I had an involvement um, that my faith was kind of, you know, in the front line of, of my life and not just, you know, on Sundays. Um, I, I recognize now that this was, this is the time that God has called me for. Um, and that I, that waiting was not in vain. Mm. Um, I was, it was actually about a year ago on a retreat with my girlfriend at forest home and we were walking in the woods and I was telling her about uncommon good. And she literally stopped in her tracks and turned around and she said, this is it. This is what you've been waiting for. And I was like, I know. I mean, it's, yeah, this is all of those, you know, fallen short times of like, I'm going to join this group or I'm going to, you know, Mm. be on this team. It just didn't hit home. And now it's like everything's in its right place. So um, that's that community is what gives me that I I feel like, you know, is is lifting me and making me feel safe, Mm -hmm. safer and, you know, and secure. I think your journey has been this and our journey has been this, that oftentimes when we don't believe enough in ourselves, our community can believe in us for Mm -hmm. us, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Other people will have enough faith for you where you lack faith in living into your dreams and passions. And it's honestly the same with our faith in God. Honestly, when we're, when we're surrounded by, by people of faith, um, Maybe where you have doubt, a friend can be strong in Wait, faith do you for have you doubts? and walk you. <laughs> yes, totally. Will all this work? You know, we're podcasting in a treehouse. Is that a secure profession, right? <laughs> right. But here's the, here, here's the thing. What we know is that comfort 
Comfort can slowly kill your soul, and when we hold on security and we shelve the things we're passionate about, we can become lifeless, and we may realize and wake up way later on when it's too late. Mm -hmm. So for all of us and for our listeners, we want to encourage you to live into your gifts and skills and passions. Um, God has placed them in your heart for a reason, Mm -hmm. and they shouldn't be on the shelf collecting dust until we die, Right. right? So... Honestly, as as we wrap up, it's going to set us up for Sunday because we have this Sunday night at um, Urge Common House in San Marcos with CJ Casiato about getting weird and living into our sacred weird that God has put in our hearts. Yeah. And as I think about our friends that are listening, you guys are so weird that uh, I want you to live into your weirdness <laughs> just like us. And, um, and you need to hear this Sunday night. So give us some more details about how to sign up when and where. Yeah, so you can go to uncommongoodsd.com slash events. You'll see Wine and Words and Weirdness right on that page. You can click the sign-up button. Uh, You can go to our Facebook page, at uncommongoodsd, and find an event link there. You could also go to our Instagram, at uncommongoodsd, and the link is right there in our bio. And uh, we really want you to come. We really, really think this is going to add value to your life. Yes. And so please, please sign up. All right. Well, with all that said, Pam, we thank you so much for coming and sharing your journey, for inspiring us to take risks, to lean into our faith. And um, if and you, climbing into a treehouse during yeah, polar vortex. <laughs> and if you're out there and you need encouragement to lean into your faith, um, hit us up. We'd love to um, be those people to your left and right that cheer you on, that give you courage, um, that fumble alongside you. So we thank you for yes. being a part of this uncommon community. Uh, stay warm out there, people. It's chilly. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.